are certain best practices in the accounts payable process that many companies skip over. They think, ah, they take too much time and they are not really necessary. It would force them to step out of their comfort zone, sometimes put them at odds with management or other employees, or require additional training. But then when disaster hits and management wants to know, how did this happen? Or why didn't you catch this sooner? They don't have a good answer. Don't let this happen on your watch. Make sure you stick around until the end when we discuss the one process everyone means to use, but then they always end up getting pushed and then there's a problem. Hey guys, I'm Mary Schaefer, founder of AP Now and this channel and author of many business books, including 127 Best Practices for Accounts Payable. Let's take a look at five of these ignored best practices. We'll discuss what they are and why it is critical that you use them. Ignored, ignored best practice number one, daily bank recs. That's right, bank recs on a daily basis. Not doing this can literally cost your organization millions of dollars. I'm not exaggerating, let me explain. If there is an unauthorized ACH debit against your account, you have a very short limited period of time in order to notify the bank and have that transaction reversed. You have 48 hours from the time it hits your account. I like to tell people you have 24 hours because you look at your bank balances this morning, let's say at nine o'clock, a lot of companies will have someone who looks at it first thing in the morning and everything is fine. So you close out the bank balances and you go about the rest of your business. At 9.01, an unauthorized transaction hits your account, but you don't look at it at the account again until tomorrow. So you've already wasted 24 hours. Daily bank recs are critical. And I also have to tell you, it's easier to do a daily bank rec when you only have a few items to reconcile against than a monthly one where you have hundreds or even thousands to try and find the problem. So you, you benefit on both ends. So daily bank recs, you don't want to not do it. Ignored best practice number two, and this one boggles my mind, company card retrieval when an employee leaves the organization. This one won't be expensive as expensive as the first one, but it's likely to enrage management when it happens. So here's what happens. When an employee leaves the company, most co companies are good about retrieving the company credit card but they don't take the second step. And the second step is critical. The second step is canceling the card with the bank. If you don't cancel the card with the bank and the employee uses the card to charge something, you're still going to get charged for it and you're going to have to pay. Um, and then trying to get that money back from the employee is often difficult. Um, if an employee has gone out of their way to write the card number down, the expiration date, and the three-digit code, then they're going to give you a hard time about returning the, uh, the money. So don't have this problem. Make sure HR notifies the card, um, whoever manages your card program, so they can notify the bank immediately and cancel the card. Did you notice a theme here? Not using the best practices I'm discussing costs company big time. Money that comes right off the bottom line makes the organization less profitable than it might be otherwise. If you're interested in learning more of this type of information, the business intelligence you need to run a more efficient and effective accounts payable function or manage it uh, and make yourself look good to management in the process, 
please hit the subscribe button and please give us a like. It helps both us and YouTube know that the content is valuable and it should be spread to more people and we should make more like it. Ignored best practice number three. You want to rotate your employees who deal with your outside, either customers or clients, um, on a fairly regular basis, like once every six months. Um, when we're talking about the accounts payable function, we're talking about rotating your processes. Now, this is one that many people just think is a waste of time until they get, they get hit. Now, I'm going to be the first to admit this doesn't happen often, but when it does, like tornadoes and earthquakes, the damage is horrific. So you want to protect yourself against it. And there are many other benefits from the step. Let me explain in a little bit more detail. I'm talking about rotating your processors so that they don't get too friendly with the person on the other end, the person at your supplier, so that they collude and they defraud one or both of the companies. As I said, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it is a nightmare and it's very easy to prevent, just rotate your processes. The other benefit that you get when you do this is if you rotate your processes, then you have people who know various different um, accounts and you have some sort of backup in case uh, somebody is out or somebody leaves unexpectedly, there's a family emergency and they're not there. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, your employees are gonna complain a little bit, but it's a best practice and I have to tell you, the number of companies that do this is minuscule, but it really is a best practice. All right, I'm gonna stop ranting and raving about that. I'm gonna turn my uh, attention to ignored pra best practice number four. This involves mandatory vacations. And again, this is one that by doing surveys at AP Now, we survey our, uh, our members and uh, people who get our free easy and on a regular basis. And I always ask this when I do webinars, um, almost no one implements. Um, and many times, at least in the United States, this is because companies are a little bit stingy when it comes to vacation time and other people say it's not a problem. So this is the best practice. You need to make sure that everybody in your accounts payable department, basically anyone who has anything to do with your money, takes five consecutive days off and during that time, someone else does their job. And the feeling is if there's an ongoing fraud, um, it will unravel during this, this time. Now, you should be aware that when there are these ongoing frauds, many times uh, the employee who's perpetrating it won't take vacation because they need to be there to make sure that you know everything is covered. Um, and these frauds can go on for, for years. So you don't want that to happen on your watch. So five consecutive days off. Um, many times this won't be a problem because your employees are already doing it. Um, but occasionally you'll have an employee, for example, if you only give two weeks vacation, which is not that uncommon, you'll have an employee who has no big plans for the summer and they'll decide that what they're going to do, and I understand this, is they'll take every Friday off during the summer and they'll have some long weekends. Um, that's nice, that's great, but it doesn't cover you on your uh, mandatory vacations. So don't overlook it because there's no reason not to do this. Um, ignored best practice number five. This is to uh, conduct a regular pro process audit of not only your processes, but also your individual uh, employees. Just make sure that they're doing what you say they should be doing in your policy and procedures manual. Now, uh, there are many numerous benefits from this. Um, you uncover when people have incorporated shortcuts that um, actually don't have strong internal controls. Um, and it's also a way to 
uh, find out whether you're running the most efficient uh, accounts payable function. But also as you're doing this, um, it will help you in, in detect a problem before it turns into a nightmare. That problem could just be a weakened internal control or it could be an ongoing fraud. So this is something that you should be doing. It will help you run a best practice operation. And in a few odd instances, uh, when you're doing this, it will also help you uncover fraud. Now, if your employees know that you're going to do this, you should, by the way, not tell them when you're going to audit their work, just, you know, show up one day and sit there. If they know there are going to be these surprise audits, it can also serve as a deterrent so that your uh, employees know, well, she's going to come and audit. We don't know exactly when. Maybe I should continue. Uh, maybe I shouldn't try and defraud the company. Now, I think this issue is so important that we dove into it in much greater detail in a recent broadcast um, on uh, doing, uh, conducting an AP process audit, achieving efficiency and accuracy. Watch it right now using the link that has appeared on your YouTube screen if you're watching on YouTube and is in the description. Good luck.